In episode 541 with Nick and I, we are giving you our nine pillars for health, happiness, and longevity. Grab your pen and paper, buckle up, let's dive in. Welcome to the Melissa Ambrosini Show. I'm your host, Melissa, best-selling author of Mastering Your Mean Girl, Open Wide, Comparisonitis, and Time Magic. And I'm here to remind you that love is sexy, healthy is liberating, and wealthy isn't a dirty word. Each week, I'll be getting up close and personal with thought leaders from around the globe, as well as your weekly dose of motivation so that you can create epic change in your own life and become the best version of yourself possible. Are you ready, beautiful? Nick Broadhurst is back on the show because recently we went on tour with Wonderlust and the talk that we did was the nine pillars of health, happiness and longevity and Nick also performed, which was incredible. But we have had so many people ask us, what are these nine pillars of health, happiness and longevity? So I thought I'd bring him on today so we could share them. Before we get started, I think we need to hug it out. Okay. Because... She's feeling very grumpy towards me right now. He almost broke my computer before we started recording this, guys. I did not. She's such an exaggerator. Almost. Give me a kiss and be quiet. Mm, okay. All right. All right. Okay. So let's dive in, guys. If you implement just one thing from each pillar, your life will be radically different for the better. So does that sound good? I reckon it sounds pretty good. But first, a quick definition, right? When we talk about longevity, we mean reaching the age of 100 or more, but feeling like you're 70 years old, right? Like 30 years younger than your actual age. Pretty good goal. Now, I'm 45 this month, and I 100% plan on feeling the same as I do today in 10 years from now. And you can do the same by following these pillars. These pillars are basically how we live our life and what we do daily. So let's kick it off with the first one, sleep. Sleep is so important. When we were writing Time Magic, we discovered that on average, people spent around 26 years of their life sleeping. We do this more than we do any other activity. So we need to get it right. Sleep is when all the detoxing, the rebuilding, the rejuvenating and the magic happens. And there is a big connection between the quality of your sleep and your mental health and longevity. So I want to share with you five things that you can do today that will really move the needle on your sleep. Okay, so the first thing is wearing blue light blocking glasses. As soon as the sun goes down, pop on those blue light blocking glasses or if you have to turn on lights, make sure they are red or amber lights. We use the Bond Charge lights and absolutely love them. And it makes such a big difference. The next one is follow our 321 formula, which we talk about in Time Magic. And what that means is three hours before bed, it is no food. This is so by the time you get into bed, your body is ready to rest and not digesting your food. Two hours before bed, no water. This is so you're not waking up in the night to go to the toilet. And one hour before bed, no screens. This is to help you unwind and relax as quickly as possible. I don't know about you, but if I've ever been on a screen too close to bed and then I get into bed and I feel wired, that is because screens 
produce cortisol in your body. Those blue lights from your screens produce cortisol. You don't want cortisol at nighttime. You want melatonin at nighttime. Okay, so that's why if you are looking at screens at nighttime, you want to be wearing your blue light blocking glasses. Put flux on your computer or your TV and make sure that all of the lights are dim. Now, the third one is no screens in the bedroom. The bedroom is for sleeping, reading, and lovemaking only. And then the fourth tip, you want to make sure that your room is blacked out as much as possible. So no little red or green or orange lights in your room. Literally turn off everything, make it as dark as possible, and the ideal temperature, which is around 18 degrees Celsius. And then the fifth one is you want to make sure your bedroom is as toxic-free as possible. Because we spend so much of our time there, 26 years of your life in your bedroom, you don't want to be sleeping on a toxic mattress that is off-gassing all sorts of things with paint that you're breathing in. Invest in a really good quality bed. We absolutely love Natural Bedding Co. About eight years we have been using them and we absolutely love them. So Bambi has a Natural Bedding Co. cot mattress and we have just ordered her a big girl bed, which we're so excited about. And we just love their products, their dunas, their pillows, their sheets, everything, their bed bases, all toxic free. And so we know that when we're getting into bed, we are not breathing in any chemicals. Like I said, 26 years of your life is spent in your bedroom sleeping. So you want to make sure that you are not in a toxic environment. If you have the Wi-Fi modem under your bed, remove that right now. Get rid of Wi-Fi. That like literally, Nick used to do that before he knew all of this stuff. He had his Wi-Fi modem under the bed. Guys, seriously, that is the biggest no-no ever. So make sure your bedroom, basically your home is a completely toxic-free environment, but bedroom, absolutely, it must be toxic-free. And check out Natural Bedding Co. We absolutely love their products. So pillar number one, sleep, make it a priority, dial it in, and just watch how much happier and healthier and longer you will live. Yeah, we absolutely love the Natural Bedding Co. What an amazing company. I just love companies who are actually putting so much intention into their products. Like when you look at how they manufacture, the materials they use, they really do freaking care, you know. And that's rare, I think, and it's a beautiful thing. And when you have a bed as good as the Natural Bedding Co., not just the actual mattress, but the frame as well, with minimal metal, no toxic varnishes, all that sort of stuff, it's just... And it's a game changer. It makes getting into bed so exciting. Yeah, friends of ours who have, they're building this incredible retreat. They're putting Natural Bed & Co. all through that retreat. So check it out, guys. Freaking awesome. We'll link to it in the show notes. In fact, if you want to know, we'll link to the actual products we're buying for Bambi as well. The mattress and the Otis bed frame, which is really beautiful. We had that in our last place as well. Okay, pillar number two is nutrition. Now, Have you ever been confused about diets and what to eat? I'm pretty sure if we could all put our hands up, we'd all have our hands up right now. Melissa, is your hand up? Yeah. Absolutely. A diet is a very hot topic and it can really trigger emotional responses from people. I've I've been there. And honestly, I'm not really worried about upsetting people because my only concern is about giving you information that actually serves you and it helps you live longer. That's the whole point of talking about this. So here it is, guys. The healthiest diet 
is not one that gets lots of views on Instagram. It's not sensational. It does not involve pounding kilos of meat every day or bucket loads of fat, avoiding fruit and vegetables. It's not high carb, low carb, keto, carnivore. It's so simple. It's so cheap. And it's the only way of eating that is proven to extend lifespan, right? What we're talking about here is the totality of evidence. We're not talking about cherry-picked evidence that supports a bias. This is the totality of evidence. That's the only thing we can concern ourselves with. If you look at everything that's been studied, every person, every trial over the last decades, hundreds of years, millions of people, hundreds of thousands of researchers, scientists, doctors, what does it point to? What's going to make us today in this environment, this society, live the longest? It is a diet predominantly based upon plants. That's it. And when I say plants, I'm talking about whole foods that come from plant sources, such as vegetables, fruits, nuts, seeds, herbs and spices, tubers, fungi, seaweeds, legumes, pulses, all that sort of stuff, right? There's so much variety there that you can choose from. And if you actually just eat seven to nine servings, seven to nine servings, not 79, of fruits and vegetables daily, you will live longer, right? It's so easy to do. A couple of cups of blueberries in the morning in your smoothie or on your oats or a smoothie bowl, whatever you enjoy in the mornings, a couple of cups at lunch, a couple of cups at dinner, and you're basically there. Like it's really easy to do. And that's what the science points to, right? And of course, organic is best. Now that last 10%, so for example, if we're eating up to say 90% plant-based, what's that last 10%? Well, it's completely up to you. If you want to be 100% plant-based, you do that. If you want to be you know, 10% from animal products, then what are the best animal products for our health, for our longevity? Again, the totality of evidence points to seafood. And why seafood? Because we need omega-3s. Omega-3 fatty acid levels in our blood have a very direct correlation with coronary heart disease, dementia, the two biggest killers, neurodegenerative diseases and coronary heart disease, right? You can largely negate that risk by simply tracking your omega-3 fatty acid levels in your blood. You can do it with a very simple at-home test. I will link to it in the show notes. And if you just stay on top of that, guys, you're going to most likely live a fair bit longer and massively decrease your risk of dying from the biggest killers in the Western world. It's so simple. If you're plant-based, take an algae oil. If you're not plant-based, make sure you're eating seafood. Even if you're eating seafood, you probably would be wise to be supplementing because you want to have those levels high in your blood or the optimal range. And the only way to know if you're in the sweet spot is to test your blood. So, it's very simple. It's not super exciting, right? There's no awesome name or fad. It's just get most of your calories from whole foods that come from plants. And that's what the science says will make you live longer. That's it. I love it. Okay, guys, the next one is movement. So the science shows that we need at least two to three strength training sessions a week. This is so we maintain muscle mass and build muscle mass. We need muscle, right, around our bones. I'm sure you've all heard of the story of the elderly person who has a fall, breaks their hip, and we all know what happens after that. 
That is because they have no muscle around their bones. Well, one of the reasons. They have no muscle around their bones and that's why they break them. So we really do need to maintain and build muscle, okay? We also need to be moving our body every single day. It doesn't matter what you do. You just need to be getting your heart rate up. We live a very sedentary life. That saying, sitting is the new smoking, comes up a lot. But we do really need to make it a priority. We need to make sure that we are moving every single day. So a couple of things for you to think about. When am I going to move? When is best for me? I personally absolutely love moving first thing in the morning. So I get up, I do my meditation, and then I move my body. Bambi is still asleep and it's quiet. It's just me time. And I absolutely love doing that. And I do that Monday to Friday. And I mix up what I do. So Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I will do a 20-minute full body strength session. And then Tuesday and Thursday, I will go for about a 45-minute walk. And I absolutely love that so much. And I just do whatever my body is feeling like it needs. You know, some days I can go a lot harder. And other days, you know, like this morning, I was like, "Mm, I just feel like I need to go a bit softer today. So tune into your body but make sure you're doing something every day at the same time. And the reason why I say the same time is because if you go, oh, I'll do it later, I'll do it later, I'll do it at three, something might come up at three. Just commit to always doing it at 7 a.m. or whatever time it is for you, okay? Get your kids involved, do it before they wake up, whatever. The next thing you can do is work out with your friends. Go for walks instead of coffees and just make your life more active and get your kids involved. I think that is a real block for a lot of people. They say, I don't have time, but get your kids involved. They absolutely love it. Put some fun music on and just make it a priority. And remember, they are watching everything that we do. And we want to model to them moving our body and meditating and things like that. And I often think about this because Bambi actually doesn't often see me working out. She doesn't often see me meditating because I do those things before she wakes up. And so there's a part of me that's like, oh, I need to make sure that she does still see me do those things. But I also love doing them first thing in the morning while she's still asleep. So do a mix of whatever, but get your kids involved, work out with your friends, make it a priority, schedule it in every day at the same time and just move your body every single day. Yeah, definitely one of my favorites. I'm literally going straight from this recording to the gym. And it's in my calendar and just, just go. Even if you don't feel like it, just do it. And if you don't feel super motivated or strong, yeah, as Melissa said, just go gentle. All right. Number four is nature. So I don't know about you guys, but have you ever been on your phone or maybe stuck indoors because it's raining and you're disconnected from nature and you feel it's kind of icky, you know, like if you're scrolling through Instagram, you have this like ickiness. And as Melissa said about the sleep section before, the sleep pillar, screens stimulate cortisol, right? So they can literally generate stress in our bodies. But the minute that you get outside, you disconnect from technology, you get outside, you put your bare feet in the ground or you go for a swim or you walk through the forest, you can go from that sort of, you know, slumped shoulders, feeling a bit down, possibly depressed even, Certainly, you know, through COVID shutdowns, that was all lockdowns. That was definitely a massive problem because of that disconnection from nature and from people. The minute you get into nature, 
you feel so different. And why is that? It's because we literally are disconnected from the natural rhythm of the planet. And that rhythm has a name, or that frequency has a name. It's called Schumann Resonance. It's around 8 hertz. And it's generated by about 2,000 different lightning strikes happening around the world every single second. And all those strikes are keeping this perfect Schumann resonance, this balance, this harmony on Earth. How cool is that? That's just so freaking cool that it just does this through lightning strikes. And when we get into nature, we are realigning with that natural frequency, that 8 hertz. Now, contrast that with something like your phone right? Living in a city, you most likely have 5G. And 5G is 5 times 10 to the power of 9 hertz. Just think about that. That's a, that is a lot of zeros on there. And we're holding that up to our heads, our brains, which are electrical. Yeah. What do you think that's going to do? Or if you have it near your ovaries or near your testicles or near your heart, your breasts, What's that going to do? It certainly can't be good for us, right? So when we unplug and we get into nature, we're basically realigning with the natural frequency of Mother Nature. That is the power of nature. So here's a very simple thing you can do every day. Take your shoes off and go barefoot on the ground for at least five minutes. In fact, I need to do that today. In fact, you probably do too. Five minutes. It's raining here, but we'll probably still do it. Or if you live near the ocean, go for a swim. It's probably the most powerful thing you can do is jump in the ocean to realign yourself with the frequency and the the natural vibration of Mother Nature. And you instantly change. You instantly feel freaking awesome. It's that simple and it's free. I love that pillar. It's definitely one of my favorite pillars. But let's move on to number five. The fifth pillar for health, happiness, and longevity is connection and belonging. So you guys might remember that I've had Dan Butner, the the creator of the Blue Zones on the podcast. That was episode 402, and I'll link to it in the show notes if you want to go listen to that. But for those of you that have never heard of the Blue Zones, basically, these are zones around the world that have the most centenarians in them. Now, Dan was a National Geographic explorer who was so curious about these different areas and was like, why are these people living longer in these areas? So he went and studied them and discovered why. And one of the pillars of why they were living so long is they had a strong sense of connection and belonging. They really invested so much love, time, and energy into their relationships. And I remember there was something that he said that in most of these cultures, there was always an empty seat at the dinner table for anyone to come and sit every night. They never ate alone. There was so much focus on relationships. And I think, you know, our society is not conducive to community and to tribe and to supporting each other. You know, we're forced to kind of raise children on our own and live on our own. And that's just not how they've done it in the past. We lived in tribes and communities and everyone was always supporting each other and helping. And I feel like we do definitely need to get back to that. And, you know, there's a saying that I always come back to, and that is the grass is greener where you water it. And if you want your relationships to thrive, you have to water them. You have to give them love, time, and energy. And that is such an important piece. 
And it's an important piece of your health, happiness, and longevity. So your homework is to reach out to one person per day, one friend via a voice message or catch up with someone. But each day you need to have a meaningful conversation with someone that you love, whether that's on the phone or whether that's a message or whether you meet up and you just spend 20 minutes having a conversation. It doesn't have to be long. It doesn't have to look a certain way, but you do need to foster this daily if you want your relationships to thrive and ultimately live a long, happy and healthy life. Like for me, I'm an extrovert. I don't need any more excuses to hang out with the people that I love. But if it means I'm going to live longer, then I will definitely do more of that. Beautiful, babe. Okay, pillar number six is meditation. Now, meditation is, oh gosh, I have to be honest with you. I have been a bit lumpy with my meditation. I feel like you've been lumpy only since Bambi's come along. Yeah, it has been since Bambi. And I'm pretty good with my morning meditation, not so good with my afternoon meditation. But man, when I do that afternoon meditation, I'm a different person, different person. And we were recently with a friend of ours, Johnny Pollard, who's the creator of One Giant Mind. And he said, the second meditation is not twice as good. It's infinitely more powerful, right? It has like a compounding effect. And we're talking specifically about a Vedic form of meditation. And in this world, we are full of distractions. Our phone's going off, our emails, you know, we're surrounded by technology, media, advertising, work, children, there's so many distractions. And what that does is it pulls us from the truth of who we really are, right? And the truth of who we are is the divine reincarnate, right? I know that sounds woo-woo, but remember, the woo-woo is true-true. And we want to connect with that divine nature because that divine nature is the source of love, empathy, joy, compassion, creativity, purpose, all those sorts of things that comes from connecting with the divine. And we do that, well, certainly with a Vedic or transcendental form of meditation, we do that by basically transcending our thoughts, having an experience of ourself beyond our thoughts, beyond our mind. And it's beyond our minds where we are in a state of beingness. We go from human doings to human beings again. In that state of beingness is where we get all that joy, that empathy, compassion, that love, that creativity. And we want to take that, those feelings, those qualities back into our waking state. So the more you dip into that state of beingness by meditating, that's why you know twice a day is so important, the more you dip into it, the more it starts to permeate your cells. It starts to literally wash over your cells, this state of beingness. And when you open your eyes, you carry those qualities into your eyes open state. So you take the beingness into your doingness, right? And we could give you, gosh, thousands and thousands of studies on the benefits of meditation, medical benefits, all that sort of stuff. But if we just zero in on love, empathy, joy, compassion, creativity, those qualities, peace, then isn't that enough? Isn't that actually what life's about? So if you don't have a meditation practice, I've got two recommendations for you. You can go to Melissa's homepage, melissaamrosina.com, and you can get yourself a free 8D Zentone, which is audio technology we created. And it's 11 minutes long with the benefits of one hour of meditation. It's so insane. I've had really experienced meditators like flip out over this technology. 
and you can get it for free. Just put your email in and we'll send it to you. The second one is the One Giant Mind app, which I know just had a bit of a rebirth and it's free and you can do the 30-day challenge and Johnny will talk you through getting your first Vedic mantra and you can start a Vedic or transcendental form of meditation. So who's going to start meditation right now, today, if you haven't got a practice already? Hopefully that's you. Following on from meditation is the next pillar, number seven, mindset. Oh, just like meditation, mindset is so important because you can be drinking all of the kale smoothies, doing all the yoga and the meditating, but if you have that negative, toxic, fear-based voice inside your head that's telling you you're not good enough or smart enough or pretty enough or you'll never meet the guy or you'll never get out of debt, If you have that really loud voice inside your head, you are always going to feel stuck. Now, it is our responsibility to take care of our mindset. It is our responsibility to choose to have a positive, inspiring mindset. No one can do this for us. You know, if you have a lot of fear-based negative thoughts inside your head, no one can change that but you. So it starts with making the commitment to yourself. I am going to commit to taking care of my mindset. And I actually did a whole TED talk on this and I taught the cast process, which helps you cast aside your inner critic so that your true self can shine out. Love is the truth of who you are, not the limiting fear-based negative things that your inner critic or your inner mean girl says to you. So Go and watch that TED Talk. I will link to it in the show notes or you can go to melissaambrosini.com forward slash TED and you can learn my cast process to help you cast aside your inner critics so that you can get back in the driver's seat of your life and create the life of your dreams. I see so many people paralyzed by fear and not move forward with career things or texting the person or moving forward with relationships because there is so much self-doubt and fear. But if you learn how to master that, become the master of your mind, you will live a life beyond your wildest dreams. Those negative fear-based thoughts are not the truth of who you are. And your inner critic is very, very convincing. They are a very, very good actress or actor. So make sure that you step into your power, you come back to your heart space, the truth of who you are, and you get in the driver's seat of your life. Because if you want to live a long, happy, and healthy life, you need to master your mind. Yeah, and I have one caveat to that. I think it's worth stating that we never really master it, though. It's a process. And, you know, Melissa is very devoted to her practice and she speaks to me when something comes up. She'll always say, hey, look, I'm feeling this. Just making you aware of it. More specifically, I will say, my mean girl is telling me this. Yeah. And so it is a process. And I say that because you just have to be gentle on yourself. If you have those voices coming in, it's okay. You know, just be gentle. And just do better today than you did yesterday. Just keep moving forward inch by inch. And there's a new business that Melissa and I are launching which we're so excited about. It may actually be out by now. So when you hear this episode, check out the show notes in case it is. I won't say anything too much about it right now. Other than the fact that the very foundation of that business is helping people with mindset. I mean, it's so much more than that, 
but the foundation of it is mindset. That's how important it is. We're investing so much into that portion of this company. Okay, number eight is giving back. This is huge and for different reasons than what you're probably thinking. One of my favorite books of all time is Think and Grow Rich. And I was very, very fortunate to read this when I was quite young. It totally changed my my mindset, there you go, mindset, around money and wealth creation. And one of the foundations of that book is in order to receive, you have to first give. So tithing or giving a percentage of your income is a foundational principle of Think and Grow Rich. Because what it's doing is it's telling the universe, yes, this is coming at it from the woo-woo again, but the universe needs to know that you have an abundance mindset. And by giving, is a signal that you are abundant. Why is this? Is there some sort of law that means this is true? Okay, so this is how it works. In the universe, everything has its opposite. So for black, there is white. Hot, cold, negative, positive, feminine, masculine, up, down, right? Give, receive. They're the opposites. So when you give, the universe energetically has no other option than to give back for you to receive, as long as it's coming from a place of worthiness, of abundance. So this is like getting a key to the matrix. This is like unlocking one of the great secrets of the universe. What you want in life can be accelerated by first giving. Now, giving can take many shapes and forms. For us, our main form of giving is to a specific cause or organization which rescues and rehabilitates children from child sex slavery. That's the way we like to give back. We also feel like our work is a form of giving as well, but it doesn't have to be a grand gesture. It can be as simple as when you're going for a walk and you walk past someone, be first. Be first means be the first person to smile. I've been practicing this more lately. Even when cars drive past me when I'm walking, I smile at them. Because what does that do to their physiology when they see me smile and they receive that? So figure out what giving looks like to you and find ways to do more of it, whether it's giving more of your time, giving more of your love, giving touch to your partner, right? Whatever it is, Melissa just touched my leg. (laughs) It's, it's needed, trust me, because in between takes, we're like bickering a little bit today. <laughs> I appreciate the touch, darling. Thank you. In fact, touch is probably my second love language. Words of affirmation is my first. Say something nice about me. You look handsome. Do I really? Mm-hmm. Oh, thanks, baby. There you go. She's giving back. See, I feel better already. I love that pillar so much. And I just wanted to also mention that, like Nick said, figure out what giving back looks like for you. It could be giving your time to your child's school, giving your time to your children or a friend, giving food. You know, it doesn't have to be a certain thing, just give, give, give. And I got this very early on from my parents. My parents are two of the most generous people I have ever met. They are so generous with their time, with their money, with their things. They will give you anything. Like they've given us their cars, they have given us beds, they've given us things, like they've given us time, presence. So for me, they've been such a huge inspiration to giving. So find people who are in your circle who give a lot and feel what it feels like to be in their presence and to be on the receiving end and then you be that person for other people. 
It is such an important piece of the health, happiness, and longevity puzzle. Okay. So let's move on to the final one. The ninth pillar is doing work that you love. So there's a quote by Confucius that says, do work that you love and you'll never work a day in your life. This is so important. We spend 13 plus years of our life working if we live to around 79 years, which is the average age. Now, it is so important that we are doing something that we love, that is meaningful to us, that brings us joy. Life is so precious. We do not know how long we are here for. So we may as well do something that we love. I feel so grateful that for a majority of my life, I've always done work that I love. There have been times where I've been in between things and I have done work that I didn't love. And that really ate away at my soul. But for a majority of my life, I've always done what I love. And I feel very grateful for that. And I know I'm speaking from a very privileged place as well. But if you are not in a job that you love right now, find the love in it. Find the joy in it. You know, this is why we do what we do. This is why we have launched our new company, which, like Nick said before, may or may not be out right now. But this is why we do that work. This is why Nick is a musician. And if you have not checked out his incredible music, please go to Spotify, type in Nick Broadhurst and follow him. That would mean the absolute world to us. Go and follow him, put on his music, have a dance and feel the place from which he is singing from. It is very special and you will have goosebumps because he is doing something that he loves and you can feel it. So like I said, find something that you love that brings you joy. Do that every day. And if you aren't there yet, find the joy in what you're currently doing because life is so precious. And if you want to live a long, happy and healthy life, doing work you love will contribute to that. So there you go. The nine pillars of health, happiness and longevity. Number one is sleep. Two is nutrition. Three is movement. Four is nature. Five is connection and belonging. Six is meditation. Seven is mindset. Eight is giving back and nine is do work you love. And just remember, just do one, one new thing today. Ideally one from each pillar and watch your life transform. What you can do as well is rate yourself out of 10 on each of those and be really honest with yourself and give yourself a score and see where you're at. And the goal is to get to 10, right? And just start small. So start with just a little thing that you can do today to give back a little thing that you can do to work on your mindset and just start today, tiny, tiny steps. Because remember, it's the little things that you do each day that add up to big results or big consequences. Your life is on the line here. You only get one and you have so much magic and love within you to share. And we want you to be around for a very, very, very long time. So save these nine pillars, write them out, stick them on your fridge, Listen to this episode with your whole family and work together to make these part of your everyday life. Because like I said, you have so much magic to share and we want you here for a very, very long time. So we hope you have loved these nine pillars of health, happiness, and longevity. If you loved this episode, please subscribe to the show and leave me a review on Apple Podcasts because that means that we can inspire and educate even more people together. And it also means that all of my episodes will pop up in your feed so that you never have to go searching for a new episode. 
Now, come and tell us on Instagram at Melissa Ambrosini and at Nick Broadhurst the number one pillar you are going to focus on today. We would love to hear from you. And please share this episode with all of your friends and family. You can take a screenshot, share it on your social media, email it to them, text it to them, do whatever you've got to do to get this in their ears. And until next time, don't forget that love is sexy, healthy is liberating, and wealthy isn't isn't a dirty word. (laughs) 